Hi, welcome back to Christian Insight. I'm Andrew. I'm Jared. And uh, first of all, I just want to start out by saying thank you guys for the support. <clears throat> We're uh, steadily above the 20 view mark on our videos, or, I mean, our podcasts, and uh, we really appreciate it feedback and uh we're gonna keep trying to post them every wednesday and uh we really appreciate it uh this week we're gonna deal with a pretty pretty good controversial topic but it's also very applicable in our lives and uh jared why don't you give us a brief rundown real quick of what last week's podcast was just to refresh the uh viewers all right so last week's podcast was about hypocrisy in the church hypocrisy in general hypocrisy from Christians and uh, non-believers because hypocrites are everywhere. We're all hypocrites. The Bible even says it. So uh, we talked about that. And, um, well, we're not going to get into that because we already did it. I think I said (laughs) that in the last podcast too. But today we are going to talk about a good topic. And I love talking about it. It it is... I don't know, I could talk about it forever, but we're going to talk about the nature of sin, we're going to talk about sin in general, how it affects us, what we should do about it, God working. Everything Uh, about sin. Yeah, everything about sin, everything you can think of about, well, maybe not everything you can think of, because we probably miss a couple things, but... uh, Yeah, we only only have a limited time slot, so... Yeah, (laughs) so we're going to talk about that, and um, we're going to get into it, so... The first thing I want to say about sin is that everybody, Christian or not, deals with sin. Some sins are different than others. Well, of course, uh, some sins affect people differently than it affects other people. Like, my sin of lust might not affect you, but your sin of uh, gluttony might not affect me, even though it does because I eat like a pig. So, uh, what do you think about that, Andrew? Or what, what do you think about how we should introduce sin in general? Well, I think we've got to think of it as, like, common ground because, again, everybody everybody does it. I mean, uh, Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody is a sinner. I mean, the reason we chose the topic is because it, it just hits home with everybody, and it's something that everybody uh, everybody deals with. And I just think the best way to introduce it is that, hey, everybody's dealing with this. We're just kind of, we're going to point it out, try and give help, and point people in the right direction. And, I mean, we're not perfect. Don't get us wrong. We both deal with different sins. I mean, all sin is equal in God's eyes, even though we we rank a lie as a different level as murder, obviously. But, I mean, right. all sin is equal in God's eyes. All all sin has its consequences and there are consequences to sin and so I I think the best way to look at it is that this is common ground everybody deals with it even if you don't think you're a sinner if you say I haven't sinned well that's a lie so that's a sin (laughs) yeah that's a sin in itself so this is something that everybody deals with and it's something that needs to be it needs to be spoken about because I mean it's it's run sin is running rampant here uh, in our society today so most definitely. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to get into my zone right off the bat because we're only like three, four minutes in. But I think what makes sin so hard to deal with 
on just a general level. I'm not 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 talking about any specific sin, but what makes sin so hard to deal with, even for people who aren't pursuing the will of God. I mean, people still deal with these things all every single day. Um, I think the fact is like we are almost addicted to the sin itself. Oh, definitely. Like a, an addiction. Okay, what is addiction? You know, what to me, for my sin of lust, and I'm going to talk about this in probably every single podcast we do, so just, <laughs> if you're tired of hearing about it, well, go to sleep. Because my sin that I'm dealing with now it's like I, I've I, it started at a young age, a very young age, probably when I was in sixth grade when I can first remember it starting, and uh, well, this will be a different topic today, but the knowledge of sin and the way it works is that we think it's okay, we think it's a part of growing up, and this is just one aspect of it. We think it's a part of growing up. We think, oh well, you know, I was in sixth grade, so my mindset it's was it's just a phase, you know. Um, you know, I'll, I'm going. I'm about to go through puberty, so these hormones are about to, are starting to act up. You know, growth yeah. spurts, all that kind of stuff. People and people would would tell me, uh, or if I would have brought it up, people would have told me, "Well, it's just a phase. You're just growing up. All men look at uh, look at these things and go through these things and look at women and all this kind of stuff." And and, and to the sinner m- myself, I would think, well, since everybody's doing it not just me, well, then it has to be okay because this is just a part of growing up. Well, that, I mean, you can say it's a part of growing up, but that does not make it right. Yeah, that doesn't justify it. Yeah, that doesn't justify it. That didn't didn't justify me looking at, you know, pornography and these things a lot. That didn't justify it just because I was growing up. And people even today, being my or our age or even older, will still say, well, it's just a thing uh, men do. That still doesn't make it right. And for people... Go, go on. No, it's just still sin. Yeah, it, it, it's still sin. No matter what kind of name you put on it, no matter what way you justify it, no matter or try to justify it, no matter what you say about it to make yourself feel better, better, just know that the truth is that it is still sin. And going back to, uh, well, it's just a phase, quote unquote. Um, well, in my mindset, I would think, well, it's just a phase. I'll when I, uh, you know, when I turn sixteen or seventeen, I'll get over it. When I get a girlfriend, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get over it. When I, when I do, whatever X is, I'll, I'll move on from it. That's not how it works because now, uh, from being eleven years old in sixth grade to being twenty-one year old, about to be a freshman in college, and I'm still dealing with this stuff. Well, that's not a phase. That is an addiction. <laughs> And yeah. that needs to be cut out from my life. So, what do you think about that, Andrew? I think the best solution, at least for for most sins, is to just nip them in the bud. I mean, you gotta you gotta pull them. Like, just think of it as a weed. You gotta pull it, and you gotta pull it soon, or it's gonna take over the entire garden or your entire life. And it's just it starts when you're young. I mean, at the time, at the time, you may not have even known it was a sin, but I mean, in the back of your nature and the back of, like, your mind and where sin just affects people is it is Satan puts in your mind that it's okay, that everybody's doing it, so it should it's it's fine. But then it ends up affecting you for the rest of your life mm-hmm. or until you're 21 years old. 
Mm -hmm. and and it's it's just something that you really gotta cut it out like when you're young i mean at this point in the in your life it's something that is it's definitely an addiction and you gotta i mean you gotta go to i mean it's like a recovery program now and you really have to to work it it out and it's something that's not easy but it's something that has taken control of your life because at a young age people people fed you the wrong information or uh satan himself justified it in your mind mm-hmm. or you didn't even might not have even really known it was wrong like consciously subconsciously i, I think we all know what oh, yeah. is wrong and what isn't wrong but i mean it's something that you gotta cut it when it's when it's just uh when you gotta nip it in the bud yeah. but i mean that's that's much easier said than done. Oh, more than definitely. I want to go to a verse. Uh, Jesus is explaining uh, what to do if sin is affecting us. And keep in mind the detail, the, the, the vocabulary he's using. And just keep in mind, because don't take sin lightly. Don't. Ta- it's not just, oh, it's just sin, or, oh, it's, you know, I just lied. Uh, it does. God does not take it like that, and we shouldn't either. For in, this verse right here, Matthew five, uh, twenty nine and thirty, it says, I think we quoted this verse a couple times before, but I'm gonna do it again. It says, and if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it, it for it is better, or for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body uh, should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. Not only is he using this this graphic use of words, because think about it. Think of how painful it and hard it would be for yourself to pluck your own eye or for yourself yeah. to cut your own hand off. He's not saying that he's not saying that this is going to be easy. He's not saying that this it, he's not saying that you're going to be willing to do it, but what he is saying is that you have to do whatever it takes to cut the sin sin in general out of your life because it is better for you to do that than for you to go to hell. That's how much worse hell is than oh, sin. Yeah. So you know, I have to tell myself that every day because I deal with it every day. I have to quote verses in my head, and and sometimes it still gets to me, you know, because I I am a sinner, and I try to live as a sinless man, but I not in the sense that I can be sinless, but I can sin less and less and less. Yeah, it's it's something. It's much more serious than really people think it is like somebody will say like oh it's just a little white lie no it's nope. it's, it's a lie and the lie is much bigger i mean you're when you sin you're a, you're basically rebelling against god mm-hmm. and that's uh, i mean that's definitely risky ground to be on if i say so myself but it's it's something that's much bigger than than that oh it's just a little sin and it plagues our society and i mean jesus himself taught so much i mean that's just one example of it of how hard it really is to to deal with your sin and i mean uh, don't get us wrong god doesn't cause you to sin that's that's very that's wrong to think but god can allow you to go through trials and temptations allow the allow the devil to tempt you and that it's either going to make you better or bitter 
and mm -hmm. that's what God wants out of you is to see you conquer a sin and to to be able to to prevail against it and then be able to help others with the exact same sin oh, because yeah. you're not alone if you're dealing with uh, whether it be lust or gluttony or or whatever I mean you're not the only one going through it right right <clears throat> and the way to me the way sin works and I'm sure honestly to every Christian that has gone through <clears throat> or any Christian that is pursuing the, the the will that God has you know given to them or, or if he's revealed his will for you or given you the steps you need to take to get to that point if you think your sin was hard before you decided to follow God well once you start following him those sins become it seems like amplified times 10 yeah, 10 times harder it it seems like it will never end I myself have gotten just so down before and so like how am I supposed to do anything for God if this sin keeps holding me back yeah but like you said Andrew uh, you know God the reason he allows Satan to attack us is so we can prevail from that so we can have victory um, so so we can be relatable and help the people that need it I am faithful that one of these days, it might not be tomorrow, it might not be next month, it might not be the next five years, but there will come a time when I will have victory over this sin and I can help people that have also had this problem. Yeah, and currently you can help it while you're on that journey yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a slow process, but it's something that if you, you will prevail against, and I mean, you have to if you want to be a... <clears throat> a an like a, a Christian and if you want to help other people along like it's something that you got to get rid of like if if uh, I, I don't know why we're thinking of gluttony but if your sin is gluttony we might do a podcast on gluttony but mm -hmm. if your sin is gluttony and people are watching you gorge yourself I mean people are gonna look at you and be like dang I don't want to be like that guy yeah I mean I, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a Christian and witness to people and tell other people about God, like you can't be, uh, you can't be a hypocrite about it. Like you can't yeah. tell them, don't do this while you go ahead and do it. Like practice, practice what you preach. Like don't say, do what I say, but not as I do. I mean, right. that's just, it's something that as a Christian, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fix or you gotta be working on it. If you're not working on it, there's probably a problem, but. I mean, it's something as every Christian needs to be working on is their sin and aiming to sin less. Like Jared, you said it perfectly er other, earlier, <laughs> is that, huh, I mean, b being saved doesn't make you sinless at all by any means. Yeah. But you can choose to sin less. You get that choice now. And God, I mean, you got, also got to remember that God has saved you from your past, your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. God's forgiven you of all of that. Yep. And it's... It's, you got to remember that doesn't make it that doesn't make it to where like oh I could just sin God's already forgiven it because I mean what is it Romans Romans uh, 6 verse 1 says uh, what shall we then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound no like God forbid is what the next verse says mm -hmm. uh, we shouldn't continue in our sin because oh God's just going to forgive me of it God's already forgiven me of it 
no that's that's just the wrong thinking like right. if you're going to be a true disciple and follower of christ like you need to you need to look as much as you can like christ and right. if if you're deliberately putting off trying to work on sin so to speak or trying to work on on your gluttony then i mean there's probably a problem you need to be working on it every day and it's not something that's going to be easy oh yeah it, easy Oh, my goodness, it is easier said than done when somebody oh, says yeah. to just try just to stop. stop sin because yeah. it is honestly the hardest thing I have ever had to do, and I'm still I'm <laughs> still dealing with it. It's um, I'm not sure where in the Bible, but I've heard the the verse all the time: "Fight the good fight," and that is exactly what we have to do. We have to keep fighting. We have to keep pushing. We have to keep, you know working toward cutting the sin out. In Colossians 3, verse 5, it says uh, in the beginning, uh, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, uh, inordinate, uh, inordinate affection, evil, conspicuance, cons- I don't know how to say that word, and covetous- covetousness, which, <laughs> which is idolatry. I can't pronounce words. But... Um, it says for us to mortify our sin. Well, that means to put to death. Yes. To put to death. We, and it's something we have got to do. Not sin. It doesn't only affect us, like we talked earlier, and it affects everything around us. It sin. If you are not careful with it, it can destroy your relationships. It can destroy literally anything around you. Oh, yeah. If you are not, you know, realizing that this is a sin, realizing that the only way sin is like an addiction or, or sin is like a drug and we're all addicts. And the only way an intervention is going to help is through Christ. That is the only way. If you're a Christian and you are dealing with sin, I just hope and pray that you are t- talking to Jesus every single day to help you through it because if you're talking to a person if you're talking to anybody any human pastor yeah. uh priest mom dad and they're not referring you to jesus their your sin will not stop it will not cease it will it will be it will keep going on for as long as you let it the only way to start the process to end the sin is to begin with jesus that is the only way and don't let anybody tell you differently because if they are telling you well, I did this, and it's not about Jesus, and it is it does not begin with Jesus, or in some way, shape, or form have to do with Jesus being the the headpiece, then it is not going to work. And that, I mean, it doesn't suck to say that because that is true. Because Jesus has to be on our minds one hundred percent of the time. If we want to take a break from Jesus, then Jesus is going to step back and wait for you to crawl back to him. That's how that works. Yep. You take one step away from him, and it's basically, I mean, you give him, if you give Jesus an inch, he's going to take a mile. And, I mean, think of think of Paul. I mean, a, a sin, a, a monumental sin, it could be something that you're working on for the rest of your life. Like, that, it hurts to say, and it hurts to hear. But think of Paul. Paul's thorn in the flesh. God asked, or I mean, he asked God to take it away from him multiple times, and God's, God told him no. God said, "This is a part of you, and it's something that's going to make you better, and that 
it's just something you're going to have to deal with. And uh, we don't know what that is. I mean, people can make speculations of what it is, but we know that it's something that Paul himself had to deal with. And this is somebody that said, be as I am because I reflect Christ. Mm-hmm. But he also says that he's the chief among sinners. And yeah. it's just something that it's something that you might have to work on for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But it, if you're not working on it, there's a problem. And as right. you said, it affects people. Um, we learned in my uh, exposition of Psalms class that your sin also will affect your children and your grandchildren. What you yeah. do now affects your future. If that doesn't scare you, then I don't know what does. That terrifies me. For my daughter that was just born, my sin today could affect her 40 years from now. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I don't take lightly. And God himself does not take lightly or th- these these uh, acts wouldn't be put in place with, uh, I mean, because sin is, sin isn't a joke. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it is definitely not. And sin is seductive. It is fun. It is everything, uh, uh, well, not necessarily want to do, but in my old life, I'll call it, I wanted to be in that sin 100% of the time. And that's what it was. I wanted to drink all the time. I wanted it's to appealing. smoke all the time. It's appealing. It's fun. It, it, it's, it's. It's everything I wanted it to be, and that's the way sin is. It is so seductive, and once you get in it, it's like claws gripping and tearing into your skin, locking on, and to get it out, you have to take each claw out and each one out and each one out, and it doesn't feel good doing that because it, it's like it, it, it's like it's attached to you almost, and it's just it's just so there's no words to explain how hard it is to deal with sin and and to try to get away and break yourself from sin because the reason why it's so hard is because satan doesn't want that and he's not going to make it easy for you yeah i mean it's it all starts from the beginning i mean i mean the origin of sin how sin came and it, how sin still is until it gets conquered but with and put into the lake of fire with with death and hell i mean it's it's going to be here it's affected everybody up up into this point and it's going to affect people from this point forward and it, it's something that's not taken lightly and it's something that is i mean it, it looks appealing i mean for for everybody to be for the most part a lot of people do the wrong thing i mean to them they don't they're not even guilty i mean i mean they don't feel guilty right and to them it's just fun but mm-hmm. it's sin i mean Sin may seem fun for for a season, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, consequences can last. I mean, for your for your lifetime, and for your your future relatives' mm-hmm. lifetime, and it affects everybody around you too. Yep, it, it, it truly does. You, nobody can say it better than that. <clears throat> and the way, and a lot of people want to. Well, we talked last week, or no, on the uh, the Pope podcast, not to put our faith in men. Well, think of how many people put their faith in men because they quote it as fact, or they say it's fact. For instance, sin, the way, to me, the way sin works and is, is people believing in literally anything else other than the Word of God. People believing in evolution. They are believing that that is fact because of a, a, a renowned scientist said it. Well, okay, yeah. 
he can say whatever he wants. That does not make it true, no matter what they say. Well, the statistics say this. Well, well, uh, we've done the test, and the test come up as this. Okay, they can say what they want. The Bible clearly states that we should not put our faith in men because men are deceiving. And what is the one thing Satan wants? To deceive us, to it take us away us. from God. And oh, yeah. it just it makes... I always tell uh, my fiance Linda that believing in, in the Bible and worshiping Jesus and following him is m more real than reality itself because when you get down to it and you start working or researching these things in, in the scripture and just in general and you see the way sin works, you understand why people believe in some of the things they believe in. Yeah, like, that's really good. Like, yeah, for evolution for one. I mean, I just said it, but... They people that don't believe, or, or some Christians have even left the faith to believe in it because, oh, well, it makes so much sense. Yeah, it does make sense if you want to believe in the knowledge of the world. It doesn't make sense if you're believing in, in Jesus, if you're putting your hope in him, because he says otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I could go so much off topic. I mean, evolution doesn't even make sense. I mean... I would even go to say that it takes more faith to be an evolutionist than it does to be a Christian. I mean, it's so easy. I mean, honestly, it's so easy to believe in Jesus. I mean, you just believe that he rose from the dead and died and died for our sins. I mean, it's so easy. But for an evolutionist, like, you've got to believe in something you have never seen before, that nobody has ever seen before, and that nobody will ever see before. I mean, it's it's insane. It's, yep. it's a little off, off topic, but I mean, if you're following what man is doing, then, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna reap the consequences of, mm -hmm. of man. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and, and another example is people believing that abortion is okay. That is sin at its finest, because Killing, murder, murder is not okay. <laughs> murder is <laughs> never okay. Uh, uh, for, for, for a woman going to get an abortion and, uh, they're reading all the stats that, well, this, you're doing this because of this right here, which, which makes it okay. You know, that's just a clump of, uh, that's just a clump of cells, which that argument has been disproven. But even then, I mean, I'm kind of being contradictive because I just said, even if you listen or look at the stats, even if it's a man saying it, you know, whatever. But, um... Believing that abortion, just as an example, believing that abortion is okay is sin is at its finest because these people are believing in the knowledge of the world, the knowledge of Satan, trying to uh, trying to get this without feeling anything after that Taking sin. Taking an easy way out. Yeah, it, it, it's an escape route is what it is. Um, and, uh, of course, God forgives, which is, is amazing. God forgives. But um, even then... Just in, as an example, I've said that for three times now. Somebody believing that abortion is okay and, and women have the right to choose whether they want to get their child killed is not okay. And it never, ever will be. No matter what you hear or what you are told or what you believe, if you believe it's okay, it is not. Sin is never okay. Yeah, and think about it this way, is that abortion is the result of one sin is what would probably is usually uh, uh not usually almost all the time pre like sex before marriage 
and it's a result of doing that outside of marriage and so therefore a kid is produced mm-hmm. and then they're trying to take the easy way out by killing that baby yeah i mean okay look at police reports when when somebody kills a mom that's pregnant it's considered a double homicide mm-hmm. but when we kill a, a fetus or a baby and i think they can kill in some states they can kill uh the baby up until like it's up until right before it's born and i mean that's not a homicide like come on if the police reports are considering it a double homicide but you can go ahead and kill your baby at 39 weeks like come on right 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 yeah a little bit of a tangent but but it's true for the record we do uh uh, believe in science but by the way (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, God created science himself. Right, yeah, so. we we do. I was kind of backwards on what I was saying about the uh, the stats and believing in all that. But we do believe in science. It's just when it when it's uh, going away from what Christ teaches, that's when it becomes kind of like, well, I'm not sure if that's totally true. Yeah, or it takes the place of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but those are two grand examples of sin working in people and people believing it people using that instead of believing in the word of god and it breaks my heart to see devout christians believe in something else something else other than jesus i yeah. uh i watched um a video of a christian pastor leaving christianity because he was convinced islam was the true was the true faith and that if you know anything about Islam, you know what's not. <laughs> yeah. it, it cannot be. Um, and it, it. I mean, of course, those people never really knew Jesus. If they're that, if they're going to uh, uh, e- so so easily convert, but that right. is also sin at its finest. Getting into somebody's head and um, shaking their faith so much that they 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 think, well. All these things are coming up. Well, this must be true. No, that's Satan deceiving you. That's the biggest lie that you can believe if you're believing in Jesus and then going to another faith or believing in, in, in evolution or something. That's not Jesus. That is the biggest lie Satan can do because that's exactly what he wants to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was that, it was that from the beginning. I mean, he, he deceived Eve... And then, therefore, Adam, Adam took of the, the fruit and ate it, willingly sinning. And it's it's been a deceit. I mean, he's the called the liar, the deceiver, Satan. That's what he's his profession is. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what he tried to do in heaven. I mean, look look it up for yourself. But Isaiah 14, like 11 through 23, is kind of it shows what. I mean, the original sin for humanity was Adam, but the creator of sin, Satan, he did it in heaven. He tried to be, he tried to be God, mm-hmm. and he tried to make himself above God. And we we said this before the podcast, but how ironic is it that the first uh, the first commandment is "Thou shalt have no other gods before me," and that's exactly what Satan was trying to do, and he deceived, like probably millions upon millions of angels a third of the angels were cast down with satan to the earth 
because they were thrown out of heaven for trying to overthrow God. I mean, and you're think about that is Satan was created by God and he's trying to overthrow him, Lucifer <laughs> in heaven. Like that just doesn't even make sense. And it's just, it, it was there from the beginning. He was a deceiver. I mean, he, and he's good at what he does. He is very good at what he does. And yep. it's just, and it's something that, I mean, cause Romans, uh, five twelve says for by, uh, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Everybody has sinned. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody but Jesus has sinned. And it's all result of deceit and Adam. And, I mean, we can't use that as our crutch. We can't just say, oh, everybody's a sinner. Like, everybody's dealing with it too. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pass it off. But, no, it's <clears throat> something that we have to... Again, fight the good fight is what uh, I'm pretty sure it's First Timothy says. And it's something that we have to deal with day after day. I mean, Paul Paul is one. Of, uh, Paul wrote the majority of the New Testament, and he is one of the most impactful people of the faith to, like, to this day. Mm-hmm. He is directly responsible probably for our salvation uh, if you go through like, the, like, the lineage of our salvation. And Paul was not able to conquer his his sin, his thorn in the flesh. I mean, sin has plagued everybody. And people say all the time that, oh, I, I have to clean myself up before I come to God, or God can't use me because I've done so so much bad stuff. But that's not true. Look at the people that God uses in the Bible. He uses Abraham. Abraham got his handmaid pregnant because he thought that was the will of God. God still used him. He's in uh, Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. I mean, look at Moses. Moses killed an Egyptian man and ran from God essentially and then he comes back and God uses him to lead the Israelites out of Egypt and cross the Red Sea and eventually they go into the the promised land as a result of him I mean Paul was a murderer of Christians and of Christians he was directly responsible for Stephen's martyr the first martyr of the of Acts and and God changes it literally turns his life upside down and uses him to write the majority of the new testament like come on god if god can use paul he can definitely use you i'm sure you don't go around killing christian yeah it's it was sin but sin plagues everybody but that doesn't mean that god can't use you god god doesn't use the equipped he equips the called Dang, that was good. Yep, that is so true. That gave me goosebumps. That was really good. I mean, God is uh, God is in the business of saving souls and using the worst of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you th- you yep. really think that Jared and I are something special? I mean, that's that's no, not true. We're, we're, we're just like any other average Joe on the street. But you know what's different about us? We got Jesus. Yep. And we're here to preach and fulfill the Great Commission. Yep. But we're just as much sinners as the next guy. Yep. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, yeah, that was great. You can't, you can't get it any better than that. And it, it's just crazy to think. I'm just gonna go back to the Paul thing. God used and saved a murderer. Okay. Keep that in a murderer. Okay. And we think 
Oh, of course, God sees sin equally. But on a personal level, we think, oh, my sin is so bad. God could never use me. Well, like Andrew yeah. said, he can and he will. You just have to... You have, you have to, to let him. You have to let him. You have to pray for it. You have to realize that, yes, I am a sinner, but Jesus and God is so merciful and so gracious that he is willing to forgive me of my sin. That's crazy. In any other religion, you have to work <laughs> to get something like that. Yeah, but we get a gift. It's a gift of God. Ephesians 2.8. Go read it. For it is the gift of God. Gift I mean, of God. It's insane. Um, but, I mean, it, it, is, it is a great and it is a blessing that Jesus saves. Because once we get saved, um, well, even before we're saved, there, it, there's a hole almost in us. There's some kind of void. There's, it's almost like, there will be nothing, nothing you can do without Jesus will fill that void. Yeah, and you're never satisfied. You are, exactly, you are never satisfied. Nothing you can do will satisfy, will fill that hole you have. And this is not only from personal experience. This is what my uh, fiance Linda said. This is what uh, uh, her friend, uh, well, I'm not going to say her name, said. But um, it, it, it's a pattern. Not, or not really a pattern, but it's a thing that happens as soon as you accept Christ truly and you understand that you are a sinner and you want to repent from that sin, Jesus comes in and smacks you in the chest and that <laughs> void is filled. Filled, yeah. Holy. Oh. And it is just the biggest blessing that you get from God. It is the greatest gift that you can get from God is salvation. And he makes all kinds of promises. Of course, uh, uh, entering the kingdom heaven, kingdom of heaven, is amazing too. Or I mean, obviously, but <laughs> the gift of salvation is so good, so 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 good. There's no and words that can explain it. And people take it so for granted too. Like, oh, I'm saved. Like now I can now I can go drink and be guilt free. Like, yeah. no, it, that's not how it is. I mean. Paul says, God forbid, that we take advantage of God's grace. Mm. And people don't think it's as serious as it is. People don't think being a Christian, as a, uh, even a Christian thinking of their Christianity, doesn't take it as seriously as it actually is. Mm -hmm. Because we need to be telling other people about the sin that they're doing and that there is somebody that will forgive them of their sins. I mean, you said it earlier, that hole, that void in people's heart. There's an old old song. There's a God-shaped hole in all of us. Mm -hmm. And you have got to fill it, or you will feel empty for the rest of your life. There are countless people. Uh, Solomon himself. Solomon says in, uh, I think it's Ecclesiastes, that everything he's, he did is for naught. He's the wisest person that's probably ever lived on this earth, probably the richest man that's ever lived on this earth. And everything he did was for nothing because he didn't do it for God. Mm-hmm. I mean, in I don't. I just don't want to be the person that that gets to heaven and is like, oh, I could have done so much more with the gifts that God gave me or with my yep. salvation. And people don't take it as seriously, and they let their sin just take control of their lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to take your reference, but in in Genesis four, when God's talking to Abel, 
I mean, he basically tells them, if you don't choose good right now, sin's going to take the rest of your life. And it's true. There's people to this day that are still paying for the consequences of their sin or still give in to sin and are letting it rule their life. Yep. You're exactly right. It's, You're... it's so much more serious. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have to, to really defeat... Or not necessarily defeat it because you won't ever defeat it. And like God did with Paul, he might not ever take the, the, the sin away and might, I don't want to say make you deal with it, but allow you to deal with it. Right. Because, you know, you know I didn't know that about Paul, for one. I'm just now learning that. So that, that, ma that puts my sin in a whole new perspective. If, because I... Long before, well, not long, well, probably a month or two before I told you about this idea, I told God, I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to pursue your will, anything. I said, I'm going to, you know, try my best to cut out my sin. I'm going to do whatever it takes to go through school. I'll do yeah. whatever you need me to, because I want to do your will. I want, I want to do what you want me to do. And now that you're telling me about this, about Paul, Paul's sin, that he had to deal with it, you know, maybe for me, God is wanting me to deal with this, you know, for and make or allow me to fight it and allow because the only thing it's going to do is make me stronger in my faith. If I think about it, you know, oh, yeah. only thing it's going to do is uh, allow me to help other people and tell them ways to, uh, combat the, the the same sin it's the only thing it's going to do is strengthen me and if god wants to strengthen me well i'm not going to argue with him huh. it's going to be hard it's not going to be easy it's 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 going to be uh it's going to be challenging but you know if that is really what god wants me to do and wants me to deal with uh, he he allowed job to have all of that stuff happen to exactly. him exactly i was thinking of them or, of him earlier uh, uh then if if he wants me to go through uh some in some sort of way the same things then I'm all for it because if that is the will of God then that is what I'm going to do exactly I'll go ahead and read the passage it's uh, 2 Corinthians 12 7 through 9 and you can turn there if you want if you're listening and have your Bible what was it again uh, before you read it uh, 2 Corinthians 12 7 through 9 alright uh he said, okay. uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 12, 7 through 9. All right. Paul says, And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I mean, that sums up uh, that sums up exactly what you were saying, Jared, is that if this is the will of God that I have to be tempted day in and day out, then so be it. Paul said, Paul said it himself because he he said, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities. And he's happy because this is what God has for him. This is what God's going to use to make him the man that he that he became. 
Mm-hmm. And God says that his grace is sufficient for the, I mean, and it says my strength is made perfect in weakness. Like, again, God uses the broken. Yep. God makes you strong. You can't be strong on your own. God will make you strong. And then another verse that goes perfectly with it is Romans 5.20. And it says at the, at the end of the verse, it says, Where sin abounded, grace, much, or grace did much more abound. So where your sin is, God has so much more grace for that sin than even the power of the sin itself. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That makes me think <clears throat> we're talking about sin and how hard it is to beat and as if it's almost impossible. But uh, this makes me think it may seem impossible because of how challenging it is. But if we go to, and I'm, I'm going to go on another little thing about this verse. If we go on to Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And that should tell you so much. Just because, to me personally, I have thought, I actually thought like the la- two weeks ago, maybe even last week, that this sin would never, ever stop. That I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not, I thought to myself, I'm not strong enough to fight this. I'm, I'm, yeah. there's no way. That's what I would tell myself. There is no way I can do this. And then, you know, I was in a, in a, like a, my head was all clouded for, I don't know, a week or so. And I was, just, my faith was shaken. And I was reading, but I wasn't really getting out of it or getting anything out of it. And I talked to, uh, well, that was when I had texted you and said, it's really hit me hard today. I texted you that. I texted my mom that. I talked to uh, one of my friends that go to church. Uh, his name's Frank. He's an older guy. He's great. And he told me something. He said, where you're at right now, that's where Satan wants you to be. He wants your faith yeah. to be shaken. He wants you to to be thinking, well, you know, I can't do it. He wants you to think that. But exactly. we have got to realize we have victory through Christ. Victory. I mean, we can go in Revelation and see who wins the battle. <laughs> we can, I mean, it, it's... It may seem hard, and, and we're talking about it as if it's impossible, but just know that it, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Not one thing. So if you think you're, you can't do it like I did, all you have to do is call on God. That's all you have to do. Text people. Tell people what you're going through. Christians. Keep that in mind. Tell Christians what you're going through. And I can yeah, guarantee don't, don't you. Don't seek the world. Yeah, don't seek the world. Seek God, because that's the only way. Yeah. But I mean, and, and having an accountability partner, which Jared and I are to each other, is something that's very important. Don't get us wrong. You do need your Christian fellow friends and family to to help you get through this. But you have to rely on God solely. The people will help, but God is initially going to be the one that, or essentially going to be the one that takes care of it for you and helps you fight through it. And, I mean, Romans Romans 8 says that we're in verse uh, 37. I mean, in all these things, we are more than conquerors, 
conquerors through him that loved that loved us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're we're more than conquerors, and God is the one who's going to help us through it. And you do need those people to, to support you and to help you because we're we're relational people. God made us to be relational, and so we need those relationships to help us keep us on track. Right. But God, if God is not at the head of your of your sin, if God's not the head of your life and helping you battle the sin, then you're not going to be more than a conqueror. You're going to be defeated, and day mm -hmm. in and day out, defeated. And it's going to it'll affect your life. It'll affect people around you, like we've said previously. And it's just going to it's going to bring you down. Yep, it, it will. You have to keep God at the top. Not only within not only within sin but with everything. Uh, we had a great sermon this Sunday at church, and it was about um, putting all of our trust and faith in Jesus. Because, I mean, we can... Even true Christians can say, well, yeah, of course, I trust in God with all my heart. But then when you don't have enough money for something, you're freaking out. When you don't... Yeah. When, 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 uh, when the sin's coming up, you're freaking out, you know. So it's a problem for true Christians uh, in general. I mean, it, it's it's a common thing, and it's hard to put all your trust in Jesus because almost impossible, I would say. Yeah, because we're all we're so used to, and not just this generation, not just Andrew and my my generation, or we're not the only ones that are used to this, but people, humanity in general, is so used to taking things into their own hands. Exactly. Um, you know, because, I mean, obviously we work to get that paycheck to pay those bills. But we, we fail. When, when something comes up, we fail to realize that God blessed us with that job to collect that paycheck to pay those bills. Yes. And we have always got to keep, we have to keep, what is it? Um, it, it, it what, what's the verse? Acknowledge, uh, lean not into uh, your own understanding. I don't know where that's in, but I had it memorized. Uh, I know it. Yeah, I'll look it up. Or he, God, or God, Jesus will guide your path, or, or guide, direct your path, or something like something along those lines. But we can't lean into our own understanding because we're gonna fail every time. That's where Satan resides, for one, because uh, that's the flesh. Um, but we have got to. And I'm saying this for me, I'm saying this for Andrew, I'm saying this for people listening, I'm saying this for everybody, any Christian. We have got to understand who created us, who blessed us, and who will take us out of these situations. Who will have enough mercy and blessings to get us out of the hard spot we think we're really in. Because God has yeah. everything in control. Every little aspect of your life God has in control. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, I found the verse. It's uh, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, or 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not on thine own understandings. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. There we go. Yep. I mean, it's, again, it's so much easier said than, than done. Oh, but yeah. if you put everything in God's hands, I mean, you're not going to worry. I mean, the Bible says not to, to worry about nothing. I mean, to right. not have worries because, I mean, God is essentially going to provide everything that his, for his people that they need. I mean, you may not get the everything you want, but the Bible also promises us that we'll get the wants and desires of our hearts. Right. And so 
I mean, it's it's something that you just gotta trust in God in and, and cast all your cares upon Him. And it's it's not easy, but it's something that it's something that you have to do as a Christian. I mean, if you're not a Christian, I mean, you got you have to, and mm-hmm. it's something that's not gonna be easy. But you, you I mean, you have to do it. Right. You're, you're you're gonna suffer. You're gonna suffer. Yep. And if you're a listener that doesn't. Uh, well, you might believe in Jesus, but if you're not saved by Jesus and come to know Jesus, that that's uh, just just come to know Jesus, and I can guarantee your life will change. Jesus loves you; He wants you to come to Him, but you have got to make that first step and that first move to go to Him. He's sitting there with open arms, waiting for you. And um, if you don't know how to do that, you can message. Uh, one of us, you can message me on Facebook, and uh, you know we'll we'll talk. But if you do not know Jesus today, please come to know him. We we the angels uh, uh, cry and jump for joy in heaven when just one person is. Yeah, it's just just for one yeah. soul saved. Mm-hmm. There's a party in heaven for each soul that's saved, and it's. Uh, it, it's just crazy how impactful that salvation has on people's lives, people conquering their sin, and it's it's just it's incredible. Yep. I mean, sin sin can be conquered. It was conquered at the cross for for one. Yeah. But if we don't accept that gift of salvation, our, I mean, our sin will take take control of our lives. Yep, it definitely will, and and, and it, it's it hurts, or it doesn't really hurt. But it just amazes me the love of God because people that willingly deny him and blaspheme him and curse at him, he still died for them too. Even if they were if, if they were the only person on earth, he would have still, still. died for that one person yes. for their sins. So he if he loves you that much and you're willingly doing that, not saying anybody that's listening is doing that, but if there is somebody listening that is doing that, Jesus loves you just as much as he loves Andrew and I. And he's still waiting for you with open arms. And the gift of salvation is like none other. There, You won't get a gift that's as great as that. No, definitely not. And, it, and you, don't even, you don't have to work for it. It's a gift. And it's for everybody. Just as it, just as it was for Jared and I, it's for everybody. Anybody can get saved. It's, it's it'll change your life. It'll help you deal with your sin. It'll help you help others with their sin, and it's, I mean, it's all in all a pretty good gift if I do say so myself. Yeah, it is. There's no words. I mean, we could keep talking about how great it is and probably just keep repeating the same sentences <laughs> over and yeah. over again. But it's that good. It is that good. Um. I mean, yeah, the people that are are list have, that or that have listened know my testimony, and they know, or people that even went to high school with both of us know, you know, our testimonies, and and uh, for those of you that know us, know what we're talking about, and know that you know us of our works. Maybe not back then, but now, uh, you know, we're we're preaching to to you. You know us of our works, so that is a proof that Jesus can change lives and has I'm a I am a per, I'm an example of that right th- right here 
sitting right here. I am an example of a changed man right now. And Definitely. I'm only 21 years old, and this is this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. And it could literally be just us doing this every uh, every Wednesday. We, we and it would still just it, it would still be what I would want to want to do. Yeah, because that's what we're called to do. We're called to fulfill the Great Commission, which is essentially preaching the gospel to every nation and every person. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's what we should be doing. The to those who are just sitting stagnant in a church week in week out, going through the motions, like. You got to take it more seriously. It, again, it's easier said than done, but you you got to take it more seriously. You can't let sin control your life. You can't be you can't be uh, falling for sin. You you've got to you've got to change. I mean, you got to. I mean, we got to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's what we're called to do. And I mean, Jared is a perfect example. I mean, find an accountability partner reach out to one of us reach out to our parents i'm sure i'm sure you know them and if you don't know them you can message us and we'll point you in the direction of our incredible godly parents that can point you in the (laughs) right direction i mean it's it's just so important yeah and i laugh because i mean i've always growing up known that you know i've had great parents great parents and I'm going to brag on my mom a little bit because without, well, on my mom and my grandmother. My grandmother has passed, but, you know, I know where exactly where she is, so uh, yeah. that's no problem. But my mom, after my grandma passed, because my grandma was the, was the first, well, I'm, cause, I mean, of course, I've always grown up in church, you know that, and the people that have gone to church with us, that y'all know that, yeah. but... I mean, going to church and really learning the word and being influenced by your parents, that is a huge thing. And with, without my mom, for one, I would probably not be sitting right here doing this. I would probably still be living in sin. Um, yeah. But God came through so much through my mom and even through you, Andrew. Like We talked about it before. If I didn't have those godly influences, I would have never gotten out of that sin. I would have never made the move to rededicate my life. I would have never taken this as seriously as I am now. And it's only by the grace of God that he revealed like to me saying, I have a calling for you, and drinking and partying is not it. So right. you've got to change some things. And, you know, I made the move. I made literally the move from where I was at to where I am now. I, I moved, you know, uh, cities. And um, it's just by the grace of God that I am where I, I am. where I am. I have the friends that I do because now I want to surround myself with Christian people. I want to – my goal net right now is to work in a church so I'm surrounded by it 24-7. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just by the grace of God that we had you and I, Andrew, and, and of course, of course, anybody that's been raised in church it, that has been raised by true Christians at that. Um, it's by the grace of God that you have such good parents because a lot of pe- parents that are Christians don't really take it seriously, or they say, 
you know, well, we're going to church because, uh, well, church is good to go to. Well, yeah, that's obvious, but if you're just going to church for the view, then you're going for the wrong reason. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it's a little off topic, but, I mean, you cannot take your, your, uh, your background or your, your Christian parents for granted. You can't take your going to church as a child for granted because it is it's something that people wish they could have had back in the day there's countless people at my college here in boston that wish they would have had a christian family growing up and it's something that we take for for uh for granted mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. especially in the south like up here in, in northern new england it's just it, not many people go to church up here and a lot of people that go to our college are people that come from like a drug background or a Catholic background or, or some other faith in quotations. And it, it's something that we can't take for granted. Those of us who were raised in church, who have Christian parents, I mean, you've got, you, you can't take that for granted because it's so much bigger that they wanted to train you as a child. Whereas most people or a lot of people at my college didn't come to faith within the past five years. Yeah. And if, if you were saved as a child, count that as a blessing yep. because it's something that is huge and it's a very unheard of. And people wish they would have had that because that's years wasted of their lives that they weren't being able to train for the, for the, for the cause of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that I used to take for granted being a preacher's son and that I've literally been in church since like a couple of weeks after I was born. Mm-hmm. And it's, I took it for granted for so long and I used it as my, like a handicap. And I was like, oh, I go to church because I have to. But it's so much more serious than that because I don't – you don't want to waste your time on right. this on this earth. If you get to heaven and I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yep. I don't want to get to heaven and just be like, here's a pat on the butt. Go do whatever. It's like, oh, like, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want I want to hear that. And it's not wrong to work for for the prizes in heaven. That's right. that's not wrong at all, but that's what I want to hear, and I feel like I could take for granted, and could have lost years in church and used it and wasted it, but we you can't take that for granted. Don't let the years that you've had in church be wasted. Use them. Yeah, and you know I, being raised in church, uh, and being somebody who took take or took it for granted. Like, I realize now, like, I read now, and I've talked about this before in, in other or in other podcasts, but I read, and I want to know the background. I want to know the setting. I want to know the history. I want to, I want to know every little detail there is. And, you know, honestly, if I would have paid attention <laughs> in Sunday school <laughs> or even in, uh, even in church in general when I was younger or growing up, I would have that. I would I would have the knowledge of that if I would have just paid attention. So that is one of the biggest regrets on my part, being raised in church, uh, having the blessing of that, being in church all the time, going to vacation Bible school, going to Bible studies, doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but never really... I was there, but I really wasn't there. And yeah. I, I never... Took, I, I never took advantage of all the learning and all the uh, all the, the lessons that were being given 
And if I did, like, man, I, we, I would have, I don't even know what I would have been. I would have been so much more knowledgeable in this than I could imagine. I would have been where I wanted to yeah. be right now. Yeah, good news is, though, you're still young. And if, if you're listening to this right now, you're still alive, you still have time. Yep. Like, I'm never going to know everything, but I want to sure be as close to knowing everything as possible right, in, yeah. in the Bible. I want to know so much about God. I want to know so much about the Bible. And there's no way that I would even have the time to to find for myself and know everything about God. But I sure want to try. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. I want to be I want to be the guy quoting scripture without even having a Bible in my hand at work. Oh. Like I want to be I just I, I want to that's what I want to do. And because I mean, we're we're when we read this, we're kind of on a different topic now. But who cares? Uh, when we read the Bible, we're supposed to—I don't know how to word it. We're supposed to be, dwell in it. You know, we're supposed to live by it, but we're supposed to take it into our heart. Yes. And I want people to know that when they speak to me and I quote scripture, that. I, I want them to know what I am about. I want them to know. I want my son, for one, to know exactly what I am about. And there's just that. That's. I mean, I can't even put it in words. I can't even speak. But I, that's how invested in this I want to be. I want people to talk to me. I want people to look at me. I want people to know that I serve Jesus. Because you don't have to know who I am. Just know who I serve. That's exactly how I want to be. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, you said it perfectly. And the the reason, like, we want to make these podcasts is because we want to invest our time so that you will invest yourself as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to make a good investment without using money, use your life. I mean, invest your life into something that actually is worth something. Right. Money, you're not going to have money to have. You're not going to take money to heaven. But you know what you can take to heaven? You can take your life, and you can take your testimony, and you can take all of the good stuff that you were able to do, and and God will reward you for that in heaven. And it's just something that you, you can't you can't take for granted, and you you gotta, I mean, it, you gotta invest. And I want people to really invest themselves, and that's what Jared and I do here. Yeah, and and I don't know. I don't want people to come and and listen to this and think, well, God, these guys are some some saints. They're righteous and holy and <laughs> da 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 da. Yeah. Like you, we said earlier, we we're, we're just average people, but we want to 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 give a message. We want to uh, we want to stay in the word. This is kind of an accountability thing as well because oh, yeah. we have to study. For the topics we're talking about, we have to stay in the Word. We have to, uh, we have to verses. memorize verses, connect the dots, and you know. So we're learning more already on top of what we know to teach other people about what we know. So we have to stay, exactly. we have to stay into it. We have to, we have to personally stay invested in this and study together and uh, go over topics and what would be good. Or what would God want us to talk about this week? You know, we have to stay just as invested as we want you to be invested. 
not saying that you have to go out and make your own podcast because uh, I don't think I mean if everybody's making podcasts and nobody's listening to podcasts so um <clears throat> and, and if you feel like you want to do that go ahead and do it if God's telling you hey podcast time go ahead and do it video time whatever <laughs> but what I'm saying is we are just two average guys trying to pursue the will of God in the way it would please him and I think we're hitting it on the mark because I personally find joy in doing this I find joy in researching all this stuff I mean it is just great researching the Bible and finding out things about like the apostles and the prophets prophets to me are the yeah. yeah the prophets to me are the coolest people in the Bible that is I would love to be there to see them that it is just so cool when I hear prophet I think that just you know, the word in general is so cool to me but just learning about all this stuff and staying invested and, and putting time into this and because uh, you can't just wing stuff like this we talked even before we were, we made the pod we started doing it because in high school when we would do projects we would just wing the stuff <laughs> but yeah, we'd get, hunt- we'd get hunt- I mean it, we were good at it but with this we decided we, we had to it. we can't wing it we have to be serious about it we have to research the stuff we have to invest a lot of time into this so we can give it to you and I think it's a blessing that you know we are doing this because it holds me accountable to read every week because I don't want to come on the podcast and talk and somebody say oh this guy's a moron he doesn't even know what he's talking about yeah I mean it's I mean we've gotten quite a bit off topic of sin but I mean all of this helps you to not sin I mean it helps Mm -hmm. you to sin less Again, you're not going to be sinless, but you can choose to sin less. Yep. And doing stuff for Christ, I mean, you don't even think about sinning. It's it's crazy when you're just living in the Word, preaching and teaching. I mean, especially teaching others about Christ. I mean, you it, it helps you just to get that out of your mind and to sin less. And it's just, uh, it's just so cool. I, I can't yeah. even really describe it. Yeah. I uh, I totally agree because when I even when I lead because we, we do a Bible study every uh, Monday and uh, well you know I've told you this but the people listening don't yeah. uh, we do a Bible study every Monday here and we we started doing it at uh, uh, Linda and mine apart or at our apartment I don't know what I'm trying to be formal or whatever but we we started doing it here and then we moved it to the church and just leading the Bible study and seeing people like zone in I don't want to say on me and sound like oh well I'm the teacher but just to see people get like invested in 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 what I'm not or not what I'm saying but what the Bible's saying and in my viewpoint on things and people are like listening because of course we teach so people well it's obvious to be taught or so people can be taught and learn about this stuff and um, <clears throat> just to see their reactions and, and hear, oh. oh, okay, that makes sense or, or you know, that was good. That just confirms that, you know, I'm, I'm doing this the way God would want me to. And that feeling, along with people understanding the Word of God, is, are just huge blessings. And it's just great to see. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely agree. And it's just, it's incredible to see God use you as his mouthpiece, too. Because, again, like, it's, none of this is coming from us. Like, it's coming from, it's coming from God Mm -hmm. himself. 
I'm not saying that we're prophets, but uh, God speaks through us and teaches through us, and it's just really cool to be used as his mouthpiece and to see him work in other people's lives just through like our testimony, our testimony and how he's used us. It's it's incredible. It really is. Um, let me see what time we're at. We're at one hour and twelve minutes. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll cut we it probably, out. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably wrap it up. I mean, man, we've covered it all. Hit yeah. the nails on the head. I mean, it might be a long. Man, there's some good stuff in here. Like you got it. Uh, I really hope that you listen to this point in the podcast. But it's yeah. it may be a little long, but it's definitely something that you can learn from. Oh yeah, and yeah. Well, that was a good podcast. I'm just gonna brag on us for a minute. That was great. That was. This is probably my favorite one we've done. Honestly, yeah, it really was. I thought this was gonna go kind of, kind of rough. But I mean, the talking points that we've hit. I mean, the, I mean, the topic is kind of broad, but I think we narrowed it and we tangented, and then we went off on a little bit of a different topic, but it's still all applied. And I, I really hope you can learn something from this and grow from it. True. Yep. Definitely learn and grow from it. Um, as always, if you have any questions about any of it, uh, you can just message us on like Facebook or uh, uh, I, I don't really use Instagram at all. So Facebook would probably be your best bet. Or if you have a SoundCloud, you can message us on SoundCloud, and uh, we can talk about it. <clears throat> we love feedback. Uh, feedback is great. Feedback. Um, all the support on Facebook, thank you. The shares, yes. people share it, people like it, comment on it. I mean, that's great. That's what we want. We want to know that people are listening to it and um, and getting something out of it, of course. Um, so, once again, we will be right back here next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. Be praying for us. Much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Be praying if for you. us. If you need prayer, reach out to us. We will pray. Yeah, we'll do doing. prayer requests, uh, things like that. Of course, we won't do it in the recording, but we will <laughs> pray for you. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm Jared. And I'm Andrew. And we will see y'all next week.